All right. While more people are joining, I'll make a really brief kind of reintroduction and reminder of the format of um, our Twitter spaces, our weekly Twitter spaces. Basically, we every week we talk to uh, different companies in crypto space and DeFi and NFT companies, and we talk about their project, uh, how they're hiring, how do they grow themselves, uh, whom they're hiring as well. <laughs> and uh, we usually give about 40 minutes or so. We try not to go over time, um, you know, to talk to like the main guest. And then at the end, uh, we'll, you know, usually give 20, 30 minutes <laughs> of time for Q&A. So uh, if you guys have questions, uh, you better have questions. Uh, write them down and save them for uh, kind of for the end, uh, and you'll be able to ask uh, our guests. Uh, in this case, James from Alpaca Finance. James, are you with us? Yeah, can you hear me? Awesome. Yeah, your uh, sound is great. You're sounding great. great. How are you doing today, sir? Yeah, good. Good yourself? Uh, yeah, doing well. Uh, making sure that everything is stable today, and uh, we're getting more people to dial in. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I think we got quite a, quite a few. I think we have like, how many right now? Uh, Twenty one. Awesome. I think it's a good good start. Sure. Cool. Um, so yeah, we have James with us, uh, who's the head of BD and uh, as far as understand talent as well <laughs> uh, at Alpaca Finance. Sir, uh, can you introduce yourself and Alpaca Finance as well to everyone here? Yeah, of course. Hiram, uh, thanks for having me. Um, so, as you said, I'm head of business development at Alpaca Finance. And so, for those who don't know what we do, we're basically with the largest lending protocol uh, that allows leverage yield farming on Binance Smart Chain, right? So, basically, we help lenders sort of earn sort of safe and stable APYs, and we offer under collateralized loans for leverage yield farming positions. So, um, yeah, been going for about six months. Awesome. Uh, six months, that means you guys started in... It's about eight or nine months now. So time flies. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, cool. Uh, so, um, okay, it's interesting on BSC. Uh, I think a lot of uh, projects these days are moving to uh, other chains with uh, less gas, uh, which is... Um, matter of life i guess <laughs> um, yeah i mean for sure that was like the predominant reason as to why we chose bsc originally i mean obviously since we we set up there have been other chains that have kind of come in and, and started adopting a similar sort of mechanism around around uh sort of lower gas etc cetera, etc cetera, and they've been getting some success so solana avalanche etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm -hmm. but sort of bsc was kind of the first one to really really start adopting DeFi protocols. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so as far as I understand, you're, you were not really uh, kind of from day zero with the team, but you joined a, a little bit later in. Uh, how did that How did that happen? Yeah, so um, the guys, I think it, like they started around sort of uh, the start of the year, basically around February, March time. Uh, and I joined a couple of months later. Um, so I was working as a director of business development for the Tezos blockchain before this, um, which was super interesting. Like it was, uh, it was interesting to kind of build out the infrastructure for, for a blockchain. Um, but I kind of wanted to move things to the app layer because you can kind of get more done in smaller amounts of time. And um, I, 
got in contact. Actually, I think it was actually via uh, via Crypto Jobs List, if, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, thinking about it, I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> okay. Um, didn't expect that coming. Uh, that, that that's good news. That's good news. Okay. So, like at the time where you were, I mean, like uh, I can think it's an interesting interesting point to understand is like you're already been in crypto for quite quite some time. Uh, I think I just want to ask you, like, when you were at, at what point did you move from like traditional um, industry uh, into crypto? How was that transition for everyone who's listening here who kind of not yet working crypto full time and just want to join the space? Yeah, sure. So I would say it's it's a lot easier now than it was when I sort of made the move over. So I was in traditional finance. Um, I was in sort of equity derivatives trading and equity derivative sales for, for almost 10 years. Um, and during sort of my last few years of working in, in the, the finance space, one of my clients actually was starting to to mine Bitcoin in the office, right? So this was back in like 2012, 2013, I guess. Um, and so he started speaking to me about Bitcoin. Then I, I did a little bit of research um, and then got involved with Ethereum during the ICO phase. At this point, I was still working in in traditional finance, but it was kind of starting to take more and more of my time. And so I actually set up a company in the the crypto space, which was honestly at that time one of the only real real ways to get into the industry. Like it wasn't like hiring massively back in 2015. Um, so I set up a company which worked as a consultancy, and it also uh, it did sort of OTC brokerage trades. Um, and I was working because I had experience in derivatives. I was uh, looking to sort of build a derivatives platform in the crypto space. And so that's those were my sort of early steps. Um, what I would say is now it's a completely different environment uh, for people who are in sort of finance or law or anything else to, to get into crypto. I think that there are a lot more avenues to do so. I mean, such as crypto jobs list and, and other methods. Um, and you know people are a lot more knowledgeable now there's a lot more information out there um and so you know i always urge people to to take the plunge you know i think that what we've shown over the last sort of three to four years is that crypto isn't like a passing fad you know there's a lot of stuff being built and some of the smartest minds out there are coming into the industry at the moment yeah i think a few years ago people were still not sure whether you can build a career out of it there's way more doubt around it uh, and I think right now it's definitely, uh, I think it's a solid career path with uh, huge growth opportunities. Um, probably people will say a completely different thing in a few months in a bear market. <laughs> but uh, I think right now, uh, you know, everything's rosy. Well, I think, that that, I think that's what was interesting, right, is that the previous bear markets, basically the, I mean, I wouldn't say we, we fell into a bear market this year at all, but even when the market sort of moved down for a period of time, even though people were pessimistic from a sort of trading perspective, like building was still going on and yep. hiring was still going on. Um, you know, I I joined Alpaca basically during a, a massive downturn, right? So it's it's you know, I think that basically protocols are looking at sort of the long term now. 
Um, and I think that that's a good way to to kind of look at which project to join is, you know, were they building during periods of downturn? You know, were they communicating still with their communities? Um, because I think that that demonstrates that, you know, is my job still going to be around in a sort of six to 12 to 18 month downturn? Um, you know, I think those are sort of important questions to answer. And you can kind of look at, at what projects have done during these sort of like bear markets to sort of see which ones are worth worth applying to. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I myself always been recommending people to uh, and kind of preaching that uh, bear market is the best time to hire. But it's also best time uh, to to find a job as well, uh, because you know all the noise is uh, is no longer there. It's it's mainly action. The people who apply for those positions uh, are the ones who are here for the long term and not uh, didn't learn about crypto yesterday, <laughs> so to say. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, I agree. <laughs> cool. So, like when you were joining, as far as you were like one of the first, I guess, three people, five people in a company, and what's the team size right now, and how fast have you guys grown in terms of headcount? Yeah, so um, I, obviously our dev team is 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 pretty large. Like we have a lot of different devs. Um, all of our dev team is is anonymous, um, but we have you know more than sort of ten fifteen people at any one time working on on the array of products that we have coming to market. Um, in terms of the commercial side of the team, so we have a head of strategy, we have myself head of business development, we have a head of institutional growth who's looking at the institutional product that we're looking to launch. Um, and then we have a whole business development team, which is sort of like regional business development managers. Um, and we have seven of those at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess we have sort of 10 people on the commercial team. Um, we have quite a lot of part-time sort of helpers, mods, et cetera, for community management. And then we have like a very significant dev team. Amazing. Uh, you guys are actually larger than, than what I anticipated. <laughs> cool. Are you guys like all remote or is, are you guys more than like consolidated around a certain location? Um, fully, what fully, is... fully remote. So uh, I myself uh, am sort of between London and Lisbon. Um, our head of institutional growth is in Canada. Um, the rest of the team are kind of scattered around Asia sort of US time zones. Um, so yeah, like we're, we're scattered everywhere. Cool. How is, uh, do, do you find it's more challenging to, uh, you know, do communication across all these time zones compared to your previous, previous uh, roles that you held in other companies? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not going to lie. There are definitely challenges around remote work. Um, but I think that if you set your kind of expectations out, um, and there's a sort of coherent message um, and kind of a system whereby people can demonstrate what they're doing, then, I, I you know, we, it, we've made it work for us. It involves, you know, a couple of sort of CRMs and very good communication through sort of messaging and stuff. But, mm -hmm. you know, it is possible. It just takes a bit of time to hone. Can you mention any like specific maybe tricks and uh, tricks and and tips tips and tricks uh, that you've uh, like incorporated successfully? Yeah, I mean, like a CRM was a big thing for us, right? Because we we have 
so many partnerships with different um, different sort of projects on on BSC and and other places that you know we have eight different people that are speaking to these projects at any one time, and so we have to make sure that there's a functioning CRM that is being updated like multiple times per day, right? Otherwise, this kind of stuff doesn't doesn't function you end up doubling up and and having multiple people approaching the same projects and you know i think even on the product side it helps to communicate what's going on on the product side in terms of timeline in terms of roadmap etc with the rest of the team when you have a functioning crm you know that way you don't need to have a phone call for everything which is i think somewhere where a lot of companies make a mistake is that they feel as though a Zoom call or a Meet call like has to happen for every single subject, and and that isn't the case, and it's kind of a waste of time most of, most of the time. Um, I would say if you have a functioning CRM that that multiple people are managing, then you know it's probably the most efficient way to go. Awesome. Uh, do you mind sharing what's your favorite CRM so far? <laughs> There's so many on the market. Yeah, so so we use HubSpot and we use PipeDrive. Um, but there are there are loads of them that do sort of similar jobs. I mean, some are more marketing, some are more sales. For us, we found a good, uh, yeah, we find PipeDrive and HubSpot together kind of works best. Interesting. I think it's actually very, very interesting to hear that, uh, you know, a crypto company, a DeFi company is, uh, you know, so reliant on the CRM. I think a lot of people would expect uh, a sales organization uh, to be reliant on the CRM and, you know, uh, working with it heavily, but uh, it kind of does make sense for partnerships to manage all these uh, partners. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of it is partner management, but I think it's also communication, right? Again, it's that kind of thing of as the team expands, um, you know, the, you can't you can't keep track of what's going on. I mean, I have maybe, you know, over a thousand Telegram yeah going on right so it's like (laughs) yes yeah it's like however much sort of creation of folders and stuff that you have like at some point it just gets overwhelming and you need there to be something else out there so that if you need to find something that somebody else in the team has done quickly then you can just go straight into the pipe drive or or hubspot and sort of see where they are with that but of course that there's the challenge where by people have to make sure that it's updated continuously, mm-hmm. right? So takes a bit of a discipline. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and it takes time, but we've got that. Cool. Do you guys do any like weekly calls or like weekly structured uh, sync ups between everyone in the team or every sure. organization? Yeah, so we have sort of we have different types of calls. So we have t- sort of the senior team does uh, regular calls, the BD team. So I have to manage, I manage the sort of the regional BD managers. And so we have regular calls, individual one-on-one and also as a team. Um, You know, I think that it's important that you do have a time whereby questions can be answered and sort of, you know, you have a solid hour where people can can ask anything that that they want. But then, you know, I think that you kind of want to limit it to though to sort of these these high profile calls because otherwise as i said i've been in organizations where remote work has been tedious because it's just been individual zoom calls from 7 a.m till 10 p.m 
and then nothing really gets done. Exactly. Stuck, uh, exactly. Just talking meetings. about doing things. Cool. How do you, like, I, I mean, it sounds like you guys have already quite a bit of structure, which is, which is great. Uh, do you have uh, quite a few processes set up around hiring? Yeah, so, um, you know, a big part of, of, of that is, is my job. Um, on the on the dev side, it isn't obviously we the dev team kind of uh, does that in house. But when it comes to the commercial side of the business, we definitely are looking to expand. And so, um, you know, it's kind of I'd say hiring in crypto is is has become a lot easier, but it's also um, how should I put this? In a lot of other industries, you don't have people applying who don't have the required skill set, right? So if you're looking for a an economist, right, you're not going to get some guy who has never done anything in economics applying for it, right? Whereas in crypto, there is a danger of you know, people thinking because they've done a little bit of trading on the side for a week that they can they can take a high profile crypto job. And and a lot of the time that that isn't the case, right? So there are challenges around sort of filtering. Um but you know, I think that we're very early and so it's uh there's a long way to go. And I think that the companies such as uh crypto jobs listed are doing I find that it's easier to hire from a place like crypto jobs list than it is somewhere like LinkedIn, right? You tend to get a you tend to get a more informed type of candidate than you do from some of the the, the broader mm-hmm. uh, the broader websites. Yeah, hundred percent. Trying our best here. Uh, do you have any like specific process or like questions, your favorite questions that you you tend to ask to kind of understand the level of a candidate? Yeah, I mean, you know, when when we want to hire, like, for example, I recently hired a couple of uh, regional BDs, and I think that, first of all, you want to see that they have been engaged in crypto uh, themselves, right? I, I don't, I think conceptually, crypto is one of these things that you need to have, you need to have walked the walk before you really understand um how a lot of these protocols function so one of the first things i ask people generally is to kind of walk me through you know how are they works how compound works how the sort of key primitives around DeFi work because if if they haven't gone to the trouble of actually using these primitives then you know that that that, that tends to demonstrate that they're not going to have a that they probably aren't as interested as what they're making out, and B that you know they aren't actually. It's going to be difficult for them to adjust to to a role at a DeFi uh, protocol, right? So you have a lot of people who have traded cryptocurrencies since 2017, 2016, but have never actually engaged with a DeFi protocol ever, right? And and. I would much rather have someone who's been in crypto for three months, but has like gone on a complete deep dive and and understands how these protocols function than someone who's been in crypto for four years, but just sort of 
trading and investing. So I, I asked a lot of questions around sort of the practicalities of, of sort of lending protocols in particular. Cool. And do you ask these questions for pretty much any any position in the company or specifically for like BD and uh, kind of more financy positions? Um, I would say if you're joining a DeFi protocol such as ours, whatever your position, even if it's in, in marketing, that you should, like even just from a from a perspective of demonstrating interest in DeFi, you should have at least had some experience there. So I think that the questions are kind of relevant, um, are, are relevant for, for any job. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm expecting people to be able to like, like code in front of me, right? Because a lot of that stuff is just irrelevant. I can't code myself. But I want to see that there is a deep level of interest in in sort of what's going on in the DeFi landscape, right? Because it, that, that harks back to something that I truly believe, which is that, you know, people who are interested in what they do are going to do a way better job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Do you, do you look at any other like signs or proxy proxy signs that they're competent uh i don't know like maybe blog posts or some other kind of more tangible uh, signs of their engagement in crypto if they are for example not able to express it like verbally um yeah i mean like there are certain things that are you know like if they show me that they've been i don't know putting up interesting twitter content or reddit content or blog posts and things like that then that's always going to you know if they, if they put that on their cv and i take a look at it and it seems like it's informed and it seems like it, it, it's coming from a place of interest then i'm sure that that's 100 percent going to help um you know i'm not asking them to be like incredibly articulate around you know it's, it's difficult right if someone asks you even some of the base questions like you know what what is Bitcoin? What is a store of value? What is Ethereum? What is layer one? What is layer two? Like these are they're difficult to articulate, right? Which is which is why I think it's easier to explain through um through the process of actually using certain protocols, right? Because then you I find that you're able to articulate it via the techniques that you used rather than from sort of just concepts that you've read. Fair, fair. Do you have, have you, I mean, like you've looked at a bunch of resumes so far and you're pretty active on Twitter. Have you developed any like pet peeves about what people do, like what people should not say or write on their resume? Well, yeah, I mean, I have one major one, but I think that this is probably across the board for every single industry, which is that people who in their cover letter or message or however they want to structure it, who just write a couple of lines like that's never i mean that will never ever ever uh cross most people's desks right i mean you, we get hundreds of of applicants and you kind of want to see especially in like a cv is relatively important but in crypto probably less so than in traditional markets the the cover letter in particular allows us to kind of see you know wh- why is this man or woman interested in cryptocurrency what have they done uh like what are they interested in in particular what protocols have they been researching what are their thought processes around crypto where do they think the crypto market is going like all of these kinds of things are things that they should be putting in their cover letter right because it 
it's it's got to be your pitch as to why someone should be interviewing you, right? And most of the time, a CV isn't going to demonstrate anything because it's going to be completely outside of the crypto markets, or at least, you know, maybe they'd have had one year's experience in crypto, but that's usually a max. So the cover letter is where you can really demonstrate your your thoughts and your knowledge and your interest. 100%. Yeah, I've heard uh, the founder of Dune, Dune Analytics complaining about someone uh, putting on their resume or on their application, uh, crypto is the future, <laughs> something like that, something very populistic. Uh, so it happens all the, the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Crypto crypto is the future. Um please hire you know, me. <laughs> I, yeah, I believe in decentralization. Uh you know, like I think that crypto is gonna save the world, all this kind of stuff. But it's like, okay, that's that, that's great, but you gotta to explain to me why you think that and and you know, it needs to be coming from a place of actual <laughs> of actual research and interest as opposed to just a sound bite. Yeah, I think a lot of people uh, who are enjoying this space, I think there are like, so many misconceptions. Like, I think a lot of people think that you only need to be technical, which is 100% not true. There are a lot of like non-technical positions. And I think another thing that people think is that um, they like everyone's going to get hired just because it's early. But I think in certain ways, crypto, certain parts of crypto is very mature. A lot of mature companies that look very for very sophisticated talent and uh Populistic things is like, you know, uh, HODL and Bitcoin is the future or crypto is the future or Web3, whatever, uh, is, is no longer, is no longer sufficient to be, to be accepted on board. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, like, again, like, as you said, first of all, you don't need to be like highly technical. You just need to have shown interest. And, and so, you know, I, I always say that people who have sat there for, for two or three months, reading some of the research reports, whether it be, you know, the block, Masari, Delphi, all of these type of places, um, and who have actually used these protocols, most of the time are going to, like, have a really, really good chance of getting a job, you know, because, like, they're going to have, have formed actual opinions uh, that, are, that come from an informed place, um, as opposed to, to, yeah, sort of like when moon kind of like mm-hmm. let me just, let me just buy the whatever token is is doing the rounds on Twitter at the moment, and you know like it the even though it is a new industry and it is slightly different to the traditional markets, like you should be approaching it in the same way, which is if you're going to apply for an investment management job, you know you've probably done some research on you know companies that you like and and investments that you like and have a thesis behind sort of your investment theory. It's the same for crypto. Mm. Um, so in addition to kind of questions that help you understand whether the person is, has the right skills, do you interview for like culture fit, specifically for alpaca finance? Is there, is there some, some trades that make uh, your candidate a true alpaca? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't do like, a, I guess, like a culture cultural interview as such but you know you on the first screen you you're you're gonna you're gonna know whether they're gonna be you know a cultural fit or not just from sort of the way that they answer specific questions right that's not to say that there is a a strict culture that that we're looking for um we have people from 
like around the world, like all working on the same team with that come from different cultures that that have different temperaments that have different ways of working, but there are certain sort of non-negotiables and, and, you know, like that's, you know, seeing whether they have a strong work ethic, strong interest, et cetera, et cetera. I think those things are more important than, than sort of cultural, uh, cultural questions. Although of course, like if the person is like very, very confrontational or something like that, then that's probably not going to work. Right. But aside from that, we're pretty open to, different backgrounds cool do you guys have like a probation period or like some period to uh, evaluate whether it's a fit or not yeah i mean it depends on the job so the way it works with our regional bds we tend to at first bring them on um, part-time because you know like we need to the, the the proof is kind of in the pudding with them it's it's you know, we see whether they can resonate with their communities whether they can do a good job whether they you know are, are working hard and and we generally move them to full-time pretty quickly um if they show that they're doing a good job when it comes to sort of the other roles uh yeah we have a probationary period generally sort of one to two months um but you know crypto's kind of probationary period doesn't really mean a great deal right because most people who work in crypto if a crypto company wanted to get rid of them they could get rid of them with 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 a probation period or without a probationary period it's remote um most of the time it's like anonymous so you know it's kind of more just for contractual reasons than anything else um but i don't think it makes a difference I see. Yeah, I feel uh, kind of in, in my experience uh, kind of hiring and looking at other companies, I found that uh, having certain probation period helps kind of maybe set expectations or I don't know. I think it, it's something about it that creates additional kind of psychology uh, and expectations that, you know, certain things needs to be perform- performed within that period of time. Um, I don't know. That's, that, that's my take. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so we, we work with, with sort of targets. So I always, with the people that work uh, in the BD team, I'm always, you know, I, I try and give sort of targets, milestones, et cetera, make sure that that we're on track. We have indiv- individual calls, one-on-one calls, so that there's always uh, a sort of layer of communication that's telling them, you know, what we expect of them, whether they're doing well, whether they're, you know, we need improvement somewhere. Um, Communication has to be the the way forward when it comes to that. I don't I don't necessarily think that changing things in the contract is going to help that much. Like one thing I would say about Alpaca in particular is I think that we're probably the most meritocratic uh, organization in the whole space. Like you can you know exactly what you're going to earn as a BD professional at the end of sort of a two week period or a four week period depending on what you've done during that period, right? So it's it's very trackable, it's very measurable, uh, and it's entirely meritocratic. Cool. Do you have a specific person in an organization who uh, comes up with all the KPIs and kind of the uh, salary compensation structure? So that would be, I mean, that's probably, that's myself, uh, our head of strategy, and our head of product that kind of 
you know, we check in with each other sort of every month or so when it comes to to setting these KPIs because they may change over time according to sort of products that we've introduced or anything like that. We try and we try and give as many potential routes for for our BDs to make money as possible. Um, and so, you know, we, we we ensure that there's always a very transparent uh, meritocratic process. Interesting. That's that's actually quite quite impressive. I think a lot of probably majority of crypt companies in crypto or companies in, in DeFi specifically, they're probably not as organized, uh, not as structured as you guys, uh, at least uh, compared to those that I've spoken to so far. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Um, is there like a specific, uh, like do you pay out like a commission or percentage of BD uh, deals that you close or if you can disclose that? Yeah, uh, so, can, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I mean, I won't go into specific details, but yeah, we we have different partnerships that we conclude. Um, any type of sort of outward communication that that, that gets more eyes on Alpaca, um, you know, all of these individual things. Like, I don't know, it could be like uh, an exchange listing. It could be, you know, we have we have uh, a couple of really sort of powerful partnership schemes so so we do grazing ranges and and we add leverage uh to people's farms on on pancake swap and you know all of these different things are ways for for our bd professionals to to make bonuses right and so they know exactly what they're going to get at the end of the month and I, i always say like as someone who comes from from market finance that was something that was really important to me it's why i entered the industry because i you know, I had a lot of friends that were in arenas where they would get sort of discretionary bonuses and no one really knows what a discretionary bonus involves. You know, it's just how your boss is feeling on the day where they have to set bonuses out, which isn't what I'm interested in. So we definitely wanted to model it a little more after sort of what it is in, in market finance. Awesome. Interesting. Uh, sl- slightly different question. Uh, and I think a lot of companies so far had a mixed uh, response to it. So you did mention that, that you have quite a few unknowns on the team. Um, so I did typically ask if, like, what, are you as an organization, are you guys comfortable hiring unknowns? And apparently you guys did. Uh, what is that experience like? And uh, have you been hiring, like, any anonymous uh, contributors yeah. lately? So... We actually haven't hired any that so so our team is is actually mostly anonymous if you include the development team. Um so the whole development team is anonymous. Our head of strategy and our head of product are anonymous. Um now we don't like it hasn't caused any difficulties in terms of communication. And so I don't think that we would be against hiring anonymous people in different areas what i would say is in areas such as business development it's a little bit harder right because a lot of the time you need to get your face out there you need to be doing uh comms work media work um going to conferences etc etc so for a bd role like anonymous is probably not the way to go but um in other sort of areas uh, especially the sort of the the techier areas, I would say that anonymous poses no problems at all. Awesome. 
Uh, interesting points. Uh, what would you say are like the most like lacking skills right now that are kind of absent in in the space and that you guys yourself are looking for? Yeah, so it sort of harks back a little bit uh, to what I was saying before. It's it's the, the, it seems there is just a sort of a lack of people that have that have actual genuine experience in engaging with cryptocurrency protocols, which is stunning when you think about it, right? If people are applying to a job and they haven't actually used many of these things before, um, but that is the case, right? People think that BD and crypto, for example, is the same as BD and, you know, I don't know, whatever, uh, insurance sales or something, but it's it's not. It's very different, um, and it's not just a case of selling a piece of software or, or you know, selling something else. It's it's entirely different, and you need to have ongoing conversations with very smart people from different protocols who are going to expect you to have uh, a sort of a wealth of knowledge of sort of key cryptocurrency. Um, primitives and protocols right and so what i would say is that that is something that really really like i I just just tell people like don't just apply just because there's a job out there and you know you're kind of a little bit unsatisfied in your job just take three to six months to do some deep research deep reading like go and use these protocols and then apply afterwards and your your percentage chance of getting the job will go from zero to like 50 60 70 percent you know so um, yeah i think that's the key thing have you have you guys considered like or maybe have you done in the past where you hired someone a bit more junior uh, who has potential but like maybe not not there yet um and kind of had held them a little bit to the scale to the like the level that you expected the person to perform yeah, that, it or is that a bit of a too risky thing to do no i would say that most of the for example the regional bds that have come in have come in not knowing like a really deep 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 amount about uh sort of leverage yield farming and stuff and so it's involved like we have a i said whenever a, a new business development person comes in i will spend a lot of time with them demonstrating exactly what we do we have regular sessions where sort of junior members of staff can ask uh, technical questions to myself, to to the product team, to our head of strategy. Um, and we, we do that so that people can get up to scratch relatively quickly, right? With, with me, it's I'm not expecting people to have like a complete developed understanding of all the different strategies that can be used on on alpaca for example it's just it's just a demonstration of interest in the DeFi space as a whole that we're looking for and you'd be surprised how many people apply without having that mm-hmm. and uh outside of bd um are there any other roles that you guys uh kind of desperately trying to fill right now yeah i mean we're looking at people potentially in marketing um so at the moment one of the gut like the our head of strategy is also our head of marketing at the moment um 
now he's a very smart guy and he's able to sort of put both both caps on at once but we are looking to separate the two roles and you know his his key role is as head of strategy right so we are potentially looking to bring someone in on the marketing side um that we're still sort of going backwards and forwards on that at the moment in terms of bd we're looking for a global bd manager at the moment um so that's someone who will sit uh just basically below me and who will be helping um create value for for the organization as a whole it would involve sort of dealing with a lot of the inbounds that we get partnership work um some media work some conference work communications uh stuff maybe a little bit of management of some of the regional bds as well um so that i would say that that's our most pressing hire at the moment um we have interviewed a few candidates we we haven't we haven't found exactly what we're looking for at the moment, but you know that is something that we're actively hiring for. Cool. And uh, when it comes to marketing, do you feel you you guys are going to be looking for like a CMO level person right away, or someone maybe mid or kind of more junior? Yeah, that's kind of what we're debating at the moment. We don't know whether to sort of promote someone from within to take that role, or and then sort of bring someone on for the junior level or whether we want to actually hire for, for for the full sort of head of marketing role. That's something that we'll probably have settled by by next week at some point. Cool, cool. Do you, so you guys already, I, I assume you already have like a kind of a solid community manager and uh, copywriters, uh, content writers, technical documentation. Yeah, I mean, we have we have most of that sorted. Um, we are looking again back on the BD side. We are also looking for regional BDs potentially uh, that are China focused and that are sort of Hispanic focused, so so Spanish speakers. Um, that's something that again, like, we'll probably be posting relatively soon. Um, our, as I said, our first port of call is for that global BD manager role. It's something that we've been looking to hire for a while. Um, but yeah, the marketing and the regional BDs are another thing. And then potentially, like on the community side, like we always want people, but that's sort of like a lot of the time it's more of an organic process. It's people that have that come into our Discord and that help people in the discord and we see that they're doing a good job sort of helping people. And so we bring them on, you know, like, uh, that's another, this is something else that I would say to people is if you get involved with a specific community, like a lot of the time they'll end up hiring you. Like, it, like most of these communities have so much work on that. They're not able sometimes to serve their communities as well as they would have liked. And if they see somebody in the discord chat, helping out then you have a great chance of of getting a job with them right it's it's it shows initiative um, it shows that you know you're working hard it shows that you understand the protocol i would say that that's like a a really really good way to get in sort of especially at the junior level awesome 100 
Um, yeah, I think um, from my end, I think I asked most of the questions that I that I was like planning to to ask. Is there anything that uh, you feel I should have asked that I haven't asked before we <laughs> open up the uh, the floor to everyone else to ask questions? No, I, I don't think so. I think uh, we covered most of the the sort of the hiring practices and kind of the things that I think uh, are key, particularly in this industry. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to to answer any questions that people may have. Awesome. All right. Uh, right, everyone. Um, please raise your hand if you have a question. Uh, so make sure you have a question. <laughs> All right. We have one request. There we go. Good day, sir. How are you doing? Um, Triggered Indian, I think you're. Yeah, you're on. Uh, okay. Uh, hi. Uh, thank you so much for such an informative session. Uh, and uh, I've I wanted to ask you that every community has its own working style and environment, you know, and has its own way of having fun. And I also get asked this quite a lot. How is it uh, to? How does it feel to work in a blockchain company? So, how would you say? What does it feel like to work? Uh, in your community, sir? Um, yeah, good question. So as someone who has worked in in probably the most traditional industry in the world, which is like working on a market floor where, you know, you have a hundred people working around you at a desk and then suddenly, you know, I'm entirely remote working with people from around the world. Um, you know, I... I agree that each sort of company has its own way of doing things. One thing I would say is that there was sort of an adjustment period where I had to make sure that my sort of my my management skills and my organizational skills were up to scratch, right? And it's something that you know when you work remotely and when you work at a com- at a company which is creating products at like such an insanely fast pace you can kind of get a little bit lost at the start and i think the especially at alpaca we have um some of the most like understanding uh senior team that that i've ever known really like that they they at the start will help you you can answer you can ask any question i mean genuinely any question is that they they want you to ask all the, the the dumbest questions you possibly can right at the start so that you're able to 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 feel confident sort of moving forwards um and i think that that's part of the ethos that i'm trying to to perpetuate and you know i try and help our our junior staff as much as possible and i think that in a remote atmosphere, you you have to have that kind of environment because otherwise, if people are scared to ask questions and they're remote, so they they can't even ask people, you know, sort of in secret in the office somewhere, like that's just a that's just a cause for trouble. So I think that being very accommodating with your time is is one of the most important things. And I think that we have that environment, Alpaca. Wow, that is that is great to hear. And uh, just, just w- one last question, sir. Uh, so, as I was talking to uh, many people around, I found out that most of these people, they have insane 
amounts of photoshop skills or memes and and as i heard that you were looking to expand your bds into china are you also looking to expand it into india because right now we have quite a lot of uh, surplus in for people so they may be useful for your marketing team if you know so yeah that was just my question and thank you so much sir for this opportunity <laughs> thanks for your questions yeah so we actually did have um someone who was helping us on the the indian side um for a while that would have been about sort of four or five months ago i guess then obviously you know the indian market got a little bit difficult what with some of sort of the 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 government stance towards towards cryptocurrencies and we were having a little bit of difficulty with sort of the communications campaigns that we wanted to to put out there um but it does seem like that there is like a real concerted effort um by sort of the indian population to to be a big part of this this cryptocurrency revolution so it is something that that we're always looking at um and i i would always encourage candidates from any country to to apply you know uh, you know we mentioned china and hispanic uh, but that's not the only type of people that we're looking to hire right like uh, th- those are just sort of two pressing needs that we have right now but we're open to to many different many different nationalities okay <laughs> thank you so much sir uh, it it's a pleasure talking to you gm in your job uh, <laughs> uh, hunt for candidates thank you sir Thanks, man, for the questions as well. You've been super active in uh, on crypto jobs this as well, uh, and following and retweeting a lot of content, <laughs> which is amazing. Thanks, man, for the questions. Uh, I think it was a good question, by the way, James. Who's the best uh, Photoshop right alpaca? Who's responsible for all the uh, all the memes? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so we we, we have uh, a lot of our sort of Discord community guys uh, are very good at that. We have a a guy called Brian who helps us but we also you know we have different mods in different groups who can produce some pretty good some pretty good stuff i mean i think that we also have some of the best artwork out there um and like <laughs> some of the alpaca artwork that the some of the guys produce is is pretty cool it's pretty special yeah alpaca is super cute uh all right we have a we have a question from vignesh Yeah, hey Jim. So, uh you said that like you know like you have like anons and you have like people from a lot of different countries. So, uh and you also did say that you use CRM extensively. So, uh other than CRM like how do you guys usually get in sync and you know get stuff done? Yeah, so um you know, we obviously it it's always a challenge right so we use the same tools that most people do so obviously telegram we like telegram we have <laughs> i don't even know how many folders that i have up but you know we try and we try and collaborate on those things so that everyone has kind of the same folder set up and it's easy for us to well it's it's difficult for us to miss uh when when someone is contacting us um we try and keep regular group calls 
we try and do individual calls either when it's required or on a sort of weekly basis. Um, you know, different people require different levels of of communication, right? So we try and play it by ear most of the time. You know, like some people prefer to just, they have a list of stuff that they want to get on with. They understand entirely what it is that they want to do and they they just crack on with it. And we touch base once every week and we communicate via Telegram. Others, you know, require sort of more constant communication and and you know we, we we're at a size still where that is where that is possible um the reason that the crm is so important is because we think that we are going to grow pretty considerably over time I and mean, we have some huge products coming up you know like uh we just recently did our nft sale that's going to be leading to a play-to-earn game. We have a whole institutional side of the business that we're building out. We've just built our own, finalizing our own stable coin. Like there's a lot of different products that are coming out. Um, And so we envisage the team growing quite a lot. And so the CRM is basically to make sure that when teams kind of expand a little and we can't have the sort of more constant communication that we do now that at least you know we have sort of backup tools but yeah i mean it's it's always a challenge as soon as you're remote or you have sort of significant uh anonymous uh, members of staff uh and uh oh okay i had one more question and i totally forgot <laughs> no worries. <laughs> do you guys use any tools like uh, trello or sana or anything like that as well for for other parts of the team uh, we use Trello for a little bit. Um, we have a Trello, but it's it's not something that we actively require at the moment, but it is there for in case we need to start adopting it. Cool. Oh, and yeah, I remember my question now. Uh, so are you guys uh, exploring any other chains? Is it something you guys are interested in or yeah, are you guys completely committed to the one chain you're on right now? Yeah, so we have 100% like part of my job as head of BD is to is to have these conversations and every chain out there that has, you know, the required infrastructure we have spoken to. So all the people that you would expect, Avalanche, Solana, um, you know, Ethereum, Phantom, um, we, we, we've spoken to all of these guys, we've spoken to Polygon, you know, it has to make sense for us because we don't have a we have a deflationary token right so we require certain infrastructure to be in place because we leverage the rewards of of the dexes so for example on bsc we leverage the the cake rewards on pancake swap right and so there are cake rewards that are on every single pair and and, and we lev- we add leverage to those now that's easy for us to do on on pancake swap whereas on solana for example it's not so easy right so serum isn't a real dex it has a an order book radium is a dex but it doesn't offer ray rewards on all its pairs so you know the, there are certain difficulties like from an infrastructure perspective there when it comes to other sort of evm compatible chains uh like polygon and avalanche like We've spoken to them at the moment that the the sort of 
incentivization deals don't make a great deal of sense and we want to avoid being one of those one of those projects that just expands to three different chains just to just to get sort of a boost in their token price because most of them end up not getting any volume at all on the chains that they expand to right and that's because it didn't actually make fundamental sense for them and it's 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 a big consumption of time to do a cross chain um migration and at the moment it doesn't make sense for us and we'd rather use that time building our products but it is something that we're open to even now you know i'm having conversations with all of the the layer twos that have come to market you know and it's something that i'm making sure that i'm up to date with all the time and if there is a solution that makes sense for us we will be all over it cool awesome Shall we move on to the uh, next next people uh, next questions? Uh, I think the next up is Umair and then Shibhad. Umair, should be a question? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, you uh, you explained sort of the importance of having a fundamental understanding of you know different DeFi protocols um, and then being able to showcase that understanding with uh, your like genuine user experience um, with them. So yeah, thank you for clarifying that. I think that's important, but I just wanted to ask if there's anything from uh, maybe traditional finance or economics that you also value um, for interviewees or uh, anything else along those lines, if, uh, if I could, thanks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as someone who comes from the traditional finance space and you know who did their degree in economics, like I think that having sort of a, a solid, especially a macroeconomic background is something that that does make sense um, and it's something that you know I would I would definitely see as a as a positive um, I think also when you're looking at the DeFi space having a general understanding of of sort of lending and borrowing and how that actually functions in the real world um is important uh, and so people again with an economics background or a financial background tend to be more uh, up to date with that kind of thing um now i don't think that it's a necessity i mean like for example one of our regional bds um comes from comes from the fashion industry right so it's uh you know, like a lot of it is just, are you someone that is going to, to really work hard? Um, you know, are you someone who's very, very interested in the industry? And if you are, then a lot of the time you have, you, you, you have a good chance, right? Um, I think that it is a benefit if you have those sort of macroeconomic backgrounds, but it's not a necessity. Cool. Thanks for the thanks for the question and thanks for the answer. Um, all right. Next up, uh, Sheephead. Hey, how you doing? Um, basically, my question is: in a space that moves so fast, and you don't necessarily need a lot of years under your belt to get these senior positions, what would you be looking for when hiring internally or externally for someone who wants to sort of make the step up and get the the senior positions? <laughs> Thanks for the question. Um, 
Yes. Yeah, so for those who have broken through, um, crypto, I mean, crypto is definitely better than the traditional industry, sort of traditional finance when it comes to sort of like moving upwards. Like there tends to be less of a, of a cap on, on what you can achieve than there is in, if you work for Goldman Sachs or McKinsey or somewhere like that. Um, but it obviously depends on the protocol, right? Like, uh, I think that certain protocols can, can maybe, if they see that you're doing a fantastic job as a community moderator, for example, you know, they want you to stay there because it, it saves them having to do it and it saves them having to train someone else. And so, you know, I, I think that maybe certain places um, might put a cap on 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 talent uh, moving up because of that. And I think if that's the case, if it's if it's a if it's just the culture of the company that you're in, then it might be a better you know it might be an option to try and move elsewhere. There's a lot of crypto companies right now that are looking for people that have sort of six months to a year of of uh, crypto experience in particular. And so sort of moving to another company is, you know, definitely one option. Um, you know, that doesn't mean just jump out. You should probably have a conversation with with uh, your supervisor, whoever that may be, or even, you know, like if you see that there is, that they are hiring for for a more senior position, then, you know, put your, put your name in the hat for it. Speak to the supervisor. If they just bat you down straight away without a, without a reason, then it's probably the culture of the company as opposed to anything else. And you probably want to move elsewhere. Awesome. Thanks for your time. Thanks for the question. Um, any more questions, guys? We have quite a few people here. So we have 39 right now. Um, questions, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Don't be scared, it's guys. Your... <laughs> you might as well get hired. <laughs> Worst, worst thing that can happen. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we hold these Twitter spaces as well at Alpaca, sort of once every every couple of weeks, where we sort of go through the market events and stuff. And it's always uh, it's interesting. You you tend to get a bunch of questions, then it stops for a while, and then a bunch of questions again. There we go. A business, as predicted. Uh, a business. Uh, pum, pum, pum. Connecting, connecting. Hello. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Hi, uh, good. Thank you. Um, so I have a quick question. I just kind of hopped on Thanksgiving. Thank you for uh, taking the time. I've been trying to break into the space, um, have 15 years in finance on the business development side, um, earned a few certificates in blockchain and crypto through UC Berkeley online and some other places. Um, I just wanted to see, you know, and, I, and I'm sorry, I apologize. I, jo I joined kind of late um, if this question has been answered. But anything else I could do to sort of further my chances of breaking into this space, given that, I, you know, I had the background um, in finance, super interested in this. This has become a passion of mine now. Um, any guidance would be just greatly appreciated in, in order to break into this space. Sure. So it's a good question. And, and, you know, it's, it's something that I think a lot of people, it's a scenario that a lot of people are in at the moment. It's, you know, as, as someone who hires 
uh, people like on a daily basis. It's it's kind of it's very difficult for for you guys to to understand how to separate yourselves from you know the hundreds of other people that are that are applying that are also from sort of backgrounds that aren't crypto but who haven't got the passion that you have right and so i think the fact that you've done a few of these sort of certificates it does demonstrate that there is at least some effort to try and certify your your credentials in blockchain in some way i think that that's something that is a good thing that you've done i think that a second thing would be would be as i mentioned sort of earlier on would be on on the cover letter like really try and demonstrate to, like tell the company what it is that you've done you know like in terms of in the crypto sphere you know try and try and speak about as many individual protocols as you possibly can you know tell them what you've done on Aave, what you've done on compound what you've done on curve um you know like demonstrate uh you know a, a critical understanding of all the of all the key primitives um of sort of the infrastructure required um give your opinion as to what you think are going to be themes that are going to play out over the next sort of six months you know if it's okay i think that layer two on ethereum is going to sweep everything up say why you think that is you know talk about specific projects um on layer two and why you prefer zk sync over optimism for example right and you know it, like all of this kind of stuff will, will demonstrate you know will demonstrate that you have like a really deep passion for the industry and that you're not just a guy who's come in in the last six months because your mates have been making a bunch of money you know buying shiba and you suddenly just want to be in the industry you need to kind of separate yourself from people like that and it involves a lot of research um, and you need to communicate that as much as possible in the cover lesson. That's great advice, James. Thanks for um, taking the time to answer that. I appreciate it. And I will definitely do that going forward. So I, I really appreciate your response. Thanks a lot. My pleasure. Happy Thanksgiving. Good question. Well. That is an awesome question, man. Um, all right. Who else do we have here? Questions, questions, questions. We still have a, around, let's say, 10, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. How are you feeling, James? Yeah, that's fine. I've, I've got sort of 10, 15 minutes. That's cool. Okay. All right. One more person is joining us right now. Uh, T Norm, crypto immigrant. All right. It's taking a while to connect. No worries. Yeah, there's this weird thing where, like, when you like let someone be, become a speaker, like it drops out and then you connect back. I don't know. Maybe. Right. Maybe we reached the limit of of number of speakers. Maybe I need to demote someone. Sorry, guys. Let's let me try doing that. Uh, let's try once again. No one requested. Uh, maybe that was the reason. Sorry, guys, I had to drop a few uh, speakers from here. All right.
Hello? There Can you, you hear me? Yep. Um, awesome. Sorry about that. Headphones were bugging out. Um, thanks so much, James, for answering that that uh, question before. I'm kind of in a, a similar stage. I've interviewed with, been lucky enough to interview with a number of um, protocols and companies, but just haven't been able to break through uh, after a handful of, of interviews. And I'm just wondering, um, it clearly need to demonstrate, you know, some more, some more passion and, and try and build a, a content base. Uh, my background's in marketing, but I'm wondering if there's a preferred, you know, format for that, if it's building up your, your Twitter profile or if it's running blog posts or um, kind of what, what style of content um, would you re- really, really investing in to kind of build out that, that end of understanding the space and being passionate about it? Well, I mean, what's interesting there is that, so you've actually managed to get the interviews. Like, why do you think that the interviews themselves, why do you think it didn't, you didn't sort of break through that barrier? Did they, did they give you any feedback? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think it's like a, a seniority thing. Um, I'm, I'm four years out of college. Uh, not a lot of people are, are hiring at kind of the entry level for the marketing right now. Um, I've, so I've been applying more to manager positions. Um, so it may just be, you know, uh, uh, experience misfit but <laughs> trying to overcompensate for that in in whatever way i can and really demonstrate um on that i guess if you have any advice there would be helpful too yeah i mean like it seems that you're doing the right thing if you're getting if you're getting interviews um yeah i mean sort of it's it's one of these these difficult kind of scenarios like are you too junior? Are you too senior? I mean, what I would say is that crypto, at least at Alpaca, we don't look at seniority. Um, we look at sort of the person for for sort of who they are and the 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 drive and the intensity that they've demonstrated. As you know, as I, as I've explained, you know, via via cover letter, and then when I speak to them, I mean, a lot of it is is feel based, right? So you know it's it's that's very difficult to prepare for and it's i always think that it's the best indicator of of hiring is once you've seen that they are somebody that has you know the required background you know like the they, they i mean in your case marketing you know you could definitely give some examples of of what you've done at your previous at your previous company and and Give an understanding of of different sort of marketing outreach, et cetera, et cetera. But after that, it really is just a case of once you've got the interview, it's it's it, every single person that I've hired, it's been because that I've felt that the blockchain and the crypto is like a it's become basically like a key part of like their identity, right? So it's not just a passing fad. It's not something that that as soon as the crypt, like there's a bit of a downturn that happens, that they're going to be looking for for sort of traditional jobs again. Is is it's something that has completely taken over <laughs> their their sort of set of interests, and it's become a fundamental part of who they are, right? And I think that you can see that a lot of the time by by sort of the energy that's given in interviews. I mean, I think energy is like a huge thing when it comes to interviews. If you if you just sit there and you 
sort of let the questions come in and you sort of give sort of a half-hearted response, you're almost never going to get the job. If you're someone who's like insanely energetic, demonstrating absolutely everything that you can do, maybe giving some ideas. So for example, you're looking on the marketing side, let's say you were doing an interview at Alpaca. It's, you know, I, I would expect you to have looked at our protocol you know, and to have seen, okay, well, I think that you're doing a good job on this kind of marketing, but you could be doing better there, you know, and this is uh, a type of campaign that like I would want to set up if I, if I came to the marketing team, um, you know, I've, I've taken the, the, the privilege of contacting a few companies to kind of get their, their pricing for different, whatever ad banners, whatever it may be. Um, and I think that this would be a really good strategy going forward. You know, stuff like that, stuff that just shows initiative. Um, I think that that's the best way. And I think that if you were able to demonstrate that kind of thing and that like we could see that there was a lot of initiative and that you had an actual vision for what you were going to do from day one, then I, I could pretty much guarantee that you would get the job. Awesome. Super helpful. Um, Really appreciate your time, and uh, we'll start giving some more, <laughs> some more thought to being more aggressive. Um, appreciate. <laughs> Cheers, noise. Yeah, I think the key word uh, should be helpful, <laughs> and uh, yeah, optimistic. I'm not sure if aggressive is the right one, but uh, but definitely, you know, just write more content, uh, reach out to companies, be helpful. Awesome question. Uh, all right, uh, next up we have uh, Crypto Night. Hey guys. Um... Thank you for hosting this space. Uh, really appreciate everything that you're doing. Um, so I, I pretty much just joined, and uh, I'm not sure if you guys answered this question before, but um, do you guys have any like advice for like TradFi uh, people uh, like myself, like in the development or engineering roles, and how we could make that like transition from like tra traditional finance or whatever? over to crypto. Um, let's say in my case, uh, like I'm currently working as a reliability engineer, but um, like I'm fairly, I have like a little bit of experience. Um, so. Yeah, so. Uh, I make up with that. Sorry, I make up with that experience with like passion for crypto and all of that, like understanding fundamentally these protocols, etc., how to interact and, composability etc so do you guys have any like advice for like myself or people like myself yeah so I, I think that the same argument holds what i would say is on the dev side on the engineering side like there's a little more i, I would say there's definitely more of a necessity for for experience there and and you know, I don't want to speak too much because I don't have uh, development experience myself. But I know that the people that we've hired have either all been experienced uh, sort of in the blockchain space or that they've demonstrated um, they've been helping out. Basically, they've been helping out with a little bit of, for example, we have multiple pr products going on at any one time. Some of them are sort of higher you know, like we wouldn't want there to be anyone who wasn't part of the main team getting involved with them. But then there are sort of little sort of play areas um, 
where we're kind of just playing around with a few ideas and you know if somebody comes in and starts showing a lot of promise uh with that um then we'll think about hiring them but on the dev side on the engineering side it is a little more tricky to come in um i would say just try and speak to as many people as possible uh get into as many into as many sort of communities discords telegrams as you possibly can ask if there's any sort of projects that you can that you can help out with um yeah i can't help too much more than that on on the dev side unfortunately mm. Uh, I think I can come in a little bit. Uh, kind of, I, I do engineering on a daily basis, even though I kind of should stop doing that. Uh, so uh, I think I can uh, comment a few things. Um, I think it really depends on what exactly in crypto you want to be doing in terms of development, because there are quite a few uh, roles. There is definitely solidity development, and I think that's what James was primarily commenting on: is that majority of protocols they would probably not. It's going to be a bit harder to get on the core dev team as a solidity developer or as a you know, protocol developer because there are a lot of like security nuances and uh, companies would always want someone who is experienced and kind of familiar with you know security consequences and um, has have been in kind of evm development for some time um if you are doing front end i think that's one of the probably it's in a, it's in a high demand uh, because of the complexity and every 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 project out there needs a, a solid app. Uh, and for, I think fortunately in crypto, every every project has a GitHub profile, and you can just go ahead and make a pull request or uh, interact with people there. And if you see something that can be improved um, in the in the in the app that you're using or in a company that you're interested in. Uh, just go out to their uh, GitHub profile and um, try to like fork, um, not not with an intention of like running, creating a clone of their protocol, but mostly pro- with the intention of understanding it better and uh, kind of learning, getting more experience, finding potential bugs, uh, fixing them, making a PR. Um, and I think that's a very solid way to both uh, level up your experience in the space and uh, get noticed. And I think you will get noticed very fast. I think uh, issuing a, P- a pull request is uh, is a very noticeable activity <laughs> that a developer can do. Uh, I think a lot of, from what, I, what I've heard from companies that apply through, sorry, that are hiring through us, is that uh, a lot of companies, as a part of the test assignment, they would require uh, you know a developer to uh, issue a PR, like a pull request to, Kind of an existed existing open uh, code base, and uh, quite a lot of developers do not even get to that point because you know not there are quite a lot of people who just you know learned Solidity as their first programming language and they think that they are gonna get a job, which is a little bit uh, you know maybe they can get a job in a, some scammy project that is not very uh, kind of long term oriented, but. Um, um, I think it's definitely kind of, you know, GitHub is the way to go. Um, and uh, as far as I understand, you're a reliability engineer, right? Yeah, uh, currently work as a SRE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there, I think there are quite a few positions uh, for DevOps, especially with exchanges and especially with companies that run nodes. So I think that probably is like the, the closest thing to your existing um, skill set. 
um, yeah, a lot of like try running a node perhaps, um, try running a bridge, try running um, some part of infra of crypto infrastructure. Does it make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Sure. Thank you for the question. All right, guys. Any more questions? Do we have more developers in the, in the chat room? If anyone wants to ask more questions to James or to me. Uh, sure. Sorry, James. If there's any uh, resources that you might recommend, I guess, um, it may be relevant to uh, some of the things you suggested and, and how you should approach DeFi um, and, I guess, the crypto space at large. Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, like when it comes to using the protocols, then being in the in the discords and the telegrams is a hundred percent the best way to go. When it comes to sort of more general knowledge around crypto, I personally think that uh, for general reports like that, that come out every day, sort of Masari, just get a subscription with them. Like it is not too expensive. Um, Delphi as well and then sort of the large reports by the block I think are really good and I think that those are probably like the the highest quality researched um sort of pieces that are out there um and I think that you'll get a really good fundamental sort of grounding in in most of the important sort of narratives in crypto from doing that but yeah in terms of the actual individual um protocols themselves you know when i first started using all of these things like curve and compound and stuff like that it was literally just asking questions in in the dis in the discords like it was the best way for me to learn um and i don't think that that using sort of like the instructions that are on websites is anywhere near as useful as as being part of the community all right thanks again I would also add being part of uh, Twitter spaces. I think it's a, a really high bandwidth uh, communication channel. Uh, you can learn a lot from uh, from the good ones <laughs> because I do, I do think there were quite a lot of good ones, but there are also a lot of kind of spammy <laughs> where a lot of people talking without any much substance, at least in my experience. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. All right, we have a, about like 10 more minutes, James, right? I can, so I can I go think... for five more. I have a call at uh, right. half past. Okay, uh, okay. one last question from Paris. Let's make it quick and we're going to be wrapping up. Paris, you just joined? Um, or if there is no question within five, three... All right, no question. He just wanted to uh, have speaker under his name. That's what it was. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, all right. Uh, I think let's wrap wrap this up. Uh, thanks so much, James, for for coming in. This has been super high quality. I'd say uh, this past few sessions have been really good in terms of like you know the quality of <laughs> conversation, the quality of, of questions as well. Um, yeah, thanks so much for coming in. Uh, we're seeing one more question, but I one more request, but unfortunately, we won't be able to answer it. We are. James really needs to run. Um, I can I can take one more. I can take one. Okay. More. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all right. Let's do Christopher. 
if anyone joined late, we're going to have this in a recorded uh, format as well. Uh, go to your podcasting app of choice and look for Working Crypto. And we try to put this out uh, a few days after uh, after the Twitter space is over. All right. Um, Christopher, you're up. Okay. Um, well, I was able to get on the call pretty early. Uh, took a bunch of notes. I've actually been using Notion and uh, it's been a great resource, but I, I think just for me, it's been an interesting uh, beginning to getting into the crypto space. Um, Twitter spaces, I've been on the all the recent calls lately, I mean, not necessarily calls, but um, although my hands are sweating, it's pretty exciting to just be listening and learning in the space. Um, I have a little bit of like developer experience with Python and uh, doing some automation, um, currently learning some Solidity, took all the notes about like how to break into the space. And um, I guess the question is, what, well, thank you for your time. I think it's just really exciting to just be in the space now. Um, I know I have to go, but um, what are the next best steps like as far as getting involved with learning um, from you guys? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really think, I mean, obviously, like the Twitter spaces thing, as you know, we previously said, is, is important, but I think it's just like so much in this industry is, is open to you. Um, that isn't the case in like any other industry, right? If you want to go into law, into finance, you can't just hang out with a bunch of people in investment banking, right? Whereas you can do that in crypto, right? So it's, it's try and see if there are meetups in the town that you're from, you know, like be involved in as many communities as you possibly can, uh, on discord, on telegram. Um, you'd be surprised. Like it always sounds, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I guess, but, but it really, really is the case that the more time that you spend in these communities, like it, it becomes a matter of time as to when you can get involved in something yourself, you know, like whether it's, you know, you just helping out. And so the protocol itself like asks you to come on board in some way or, one of the people in the space that you've met is has decided that they want to set up a project themselves and they're looking for like four people and you you know you've made friends with them and you can you can get involved like it really like getting just involved in the community is the key thing it's a hundred percent the key thing and like you can go from zero to a hundred in the space of six months which just isn't the case with any other industry so just stay present stay involved especially if there is a market downturn like it will be recognized by community members by the project if like the token price is stagnating for example but there's a guy who keeps on helping who keeps on getting involved in conversations like you will stand out so yeah just just stay present stay involved thank you happy thanksgiving yeah happy thanksgiving guys Awesome. Thanks for the question, Christopher. Yeah. Also, like again, from a developer standpoint of view, do uh, reach out to and like, go check out Twitter. Sorry, what I was saying, I did have accounts of all the projects that you were interested in. Uh, pretty much every single project out there has a something that is public on GitHub. 
Uh, if they don't, be wary of that project. Um, but uh, it's, I think it's a fantastic way to learn, to kind of upskill yourself and to kind of engage with the devs and find an engineering position uh, eventually in the space. All right. Um, how are we doing on time, James? Yeah, I'm going to have to go because I've got a call literally in, in 20 seconds. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you so much once again. I think I'm just going to be ending the space. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining today, asking questions. Uh, you guys have been amazing. Uh, looking forward to the similar call next week. Uh, yeah, just watch out our Twitter. Make sure to follow, and um, uh, we will be announcing our next space shortly. Thank you so much, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, guys, for the questions. Yeah. Appreciate it. Right. Uh, go to Alpaca Finance, apply to their positions. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly.